to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm so close it's scary. And Dale Hummel. You are the CEO of your life. Hire, fire, and promote accordingly. Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel, along with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. Go ahead and talk about New Hampshire. I know you're getting ready to explode on it. I'm not going to explode on anything. Also, there's more important things in New Hampshire. Well, like what? You don't want to thank our listeners? <laughs> I do want to thank our listeners. Uh-huh. And those that voted for us? The ones that I begged and pleaded and said, please vote for us. No, that, that is not what you did. But anyhow. I said something about if you felt we were deserving, please vote. Yeah, that's not begging and pleading. Oh. But anyhow. That was good. That was enjoyable. Oh, I didn't tell you. Um, I got a package from Sullivan today. Oh, well, that's nice. And there was only one banner. I assume they're sending you one or I, I can send you No, this. I've never got one. That's, I think they sent... I don't know. Okay, could you get Jesus Christ? Anyway, since Dale does not know what is up with him today, I want to thank everybody that listens to this podcast and voted for us and made us for the third consecutive year the winner of the Best Livestock Podcast in the Best of the Barns contest sponsored by Sullivan Supply. Is it that hard to get that out of your mouth, Dale Hummel? Jesus Christ. That was all you. All you. That's your side. Oh, my God. All I can think about is my girl in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. now she almost okay. upset Trump. Almost, but does yeah. she not? Does she not come out and declare victory and vows to push hard into the super all the way into Super Tuesday? I I I, I don't know when Nikki Haley became your girl because. I guess because all your boyfriends had backed out, you're now back heterosexual and voting for her. So no, I I, um, I am shocked though that that she she is. I, there was a one of her big donors came on Fox today and was just saying he's he's she's done. She's a dead horse. Pull out so you can you can wasn't come back that and seven? Few, yes yes yeah. he didn't hold back. I mean he didn't say that he she doesn't think she should run again in the future, but. If you're going to, you have to you have to stop now, or you're going to lose every bit of political clout you have. Well, and again, but Trump won by like the last time I saw it was 12, 11, 12, double digits. Okay, he wins New Hampshire. The point is, some people are saying that wasn't a big enough win. Well, here's the thing: New Hampshire's like in the top five most liberal states in the country. Uh, you can walk in and vote any way you want on that day. You don't have to be a registered Republican or any. I mean, even Democrats can vote in all this other stuff. If she was going to win anywhere, it was going to be there. And she didn't get within double digits. So I kind of agree with one of her biggest donors. This this is done. But. I don't have a problem with the woman staying in the race. She, ha- If she has the money and she wants to continue on, I-, I find it oddly weird that people on both sides, Democrats and Republicans, are saying that our democracy is at stake for obvious reasons, but yet now both Democrats and Republicans are telling this woman to get out of the race and not letting democracy play out. So when the d- Democrats are saying our democracy is at stake, I don't see it as an obvious reason other than the fact, I assume, Trump. yeah, they're talking about Trump, but it's the complete opposite. Just the hypocritical it, bullshit. I, I can't, that, I can't, I can't. You're, you're missing my, po- dude, you need to go take your pills. Like, and we need to start over. <laughs> Every, everything, everything that they're saying is backwards from, from Trump to even, and I get it when you, you say even the Democrats are telling her to get out. I, I get all of that, but the, I, I've got to be careful how I word this. They're following. It doesn't matter what they say. The following listens and they believe it. And and that's that's what you and I sometimes fail to comprehend, that if they say it, there's a portion of them that believe it. No, I understand that. But my whole thing is both sides are saying democracy is at stake and all this other stuff for different reasons. Democrats are saying because if Trump wins and he's going to be a dictator or whatever. Republicans are saying it because the Democrats are doing everything they can 
I mean, from keeping people off the ballot to election interference, all this other stuff to ruin democracy, but they're both screaming the same thing. But yet, both sides are screaming for this woman to get out of the race and not let democracy as a process unfold. I think she's stupid if she stays in, but I think she can stay in as long as she wants. Now, the only plausible theory on why she is staying in that I have heard is because even the mainstream media people aren't saying, oh, she's staying in case Trump can't be the nominee, Trump gets convicted. Nope, they're not saying any of that. Everybody's saying the same thing, that she's going to go at least through Super Tuesday to rack up these delegates and all this other stuff so she can force Trump's hand and make her the VP. And I can assure you, after last night, that is not going to happen. And I, I don't even think, I, I, I think she's has to be intelligent enough to understand that doesn't work. So I, I don't, I'm not buying into that theory. Somebody else that they weren't battling like they are, sure. And I, for, I'm going to get to his little speech because it was not what it needed to be last night. But she took the gloves off first. She said he had senior moments and all this other stuff and whatever. And like, I mean, did all the things that she should not have done if she didn't want him to fire back. And he fired back. But I I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I think it's dumb for her to do it. Everybody on her team thinks it's dumb for her to do it. But Huckabee said the other night on Hannity that the hardest decision in the world is to get out of a race. And until you've been the candidate and been in there, you just don't understand. And I, I, I don't understand, but I can see that. So away they go. My problem is, is the woman in Iowa finished third and she said it was a two-person race. Last night, she lost by double digits and she claimed she won. She's starting to sound delusional. I think like, she I think she divide, defines victory differently than No, she. but th- then she needs better speechwriters. I think she does okay. it. I think she does them herself. Well, then she needs help because you don't come out and say you won when you were second <laughs> by eleven or twelve points. I <laughs> I get it. And I, I assume if she gets beat in South Carolina and it doesn't look like there's any possible way she's not going to get beat and beat by a significant amount. Well, she's getting beat in Nevada, and that one doesn't even count to her. Yeah, she didn't even mention it last night. No, and 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 if if again, and, and it's going to happen in South Carolina, she's going to get beat, and at that point in her home state, she just is going to run out of money. I don't know how she moves on to, to Super Tuesday after that, but it's it's going to get harder and harder for her. And, and I I'm not arguing that she has the right to stay in if she so chooses. All those things, I just don't know that it's in her best interest if she wants to continue in politics later. And I also, if we didn't know where the polls were in South Carolina and some of the others, I don't think that Iowa and New Hampshire should just tell the complete story, okay, you didn't get along in in those two states, you should be done, because there's a lot more states out there. However, as Ryan mentioned, when New Hampshire's maybe one of the more liberal states out there, she appears to be getting pummeled in her home state of, of South Carolina not getting the governor's support and, and, and several congressmen or, or senators from, from South Carolina, I think she's in trouble. And and she does have to come to the reality that this might not work. I, I don't know what to tell her, but again. You have to tell ah. somebody else something, and it's not her. We, I don't even, I don't, the, the primary no longer exists to me. We need to be focusing on the general, <laughs> period. Well, that's everybody, that's why everybody wants her to get out, but she's not budging, so whatever. But. Uh, I, I do th- find a couple of things interesting. Trump is the first person to win Iowa and New Hampshire since Gerald Ford, which I think was sometime in the 70s. And he is the first person to win New Hampshire primary three times. And what was that? There was, I can't remember. I'll remember the other thing here in a minute. But it, whether you like him, love him, whatever. Uh, being the first person to win both of those since however long ago, that's something. That is something. There's that. You, you have any other, how's China doing? I'm going, and- I'm going back to the general that I, I hope Kennedy or Manchin comes in. And I think with that, it swings Trump's direction because if it's head to head, I'm just telling you, it's a sad 
state of affairs when we've been in the shit show we have under Biden and that race is still going to be within a couple percent. And I, I do believe it will be. And I do believe it'll be very, very close if, if Biden is their nominee. And I still do not believe they're going to allow that. And if there's not a third party candidate, which Ryan, you said that Kennedy's in period, he's already on the ticket in a couple States. Yeah. Or at he's least securing the, he's securing the signatures to be, on the ballot in the States. Yeah. So unless, unless he were to pull out of the race or whatever you can do between now and then, I, I do believe he's going to steal votes from Biden and that will be enough. I think it's so close and I don't agree with this, but I do believe it's so close right now that that third party candidate stealing some votes from one or the other. And in this case, it will be Biden. In my opinion, that's going to be enough to, to seal the deal. There you go. And if Manchin comes in, great. More, more the better. Mm, wonderful. I do. I do. Uh, I was going to visit with you. It was going to invite you along. Chase and I had talked about taking another adventure. Would you like? I'm not to, going. Would you like to go traveling with us? No, I'm not going. Y'all stay in cheap hotels and no, sleep on the side gonna, of the road. This and- is going to be beyond that. How about how about a, a small boat cruise down the Amazon? I do what boat cruise down the Amazon? One of the smaller private boats, not a great big one. So you can get eaten by something. No, I think you've got good security guards. They they say it's safe now, and I've always questioned that. I, I have. You evidently, how small a boat are you talking about like, here, sir? Like 10 people or less. Not not a big 10 group. passengers yes, 10, or 10 total people? No, just 10 people. Where are you going to sleep at? I don't know, but they've got all kinds of cruises that are doing that little private one. Okay, now. you need okay, you you need to go and get on your phone and Google or whatever that one that you don't you don't use Google anymore. You use something Duck, else. Duck, go. Whatever and look up Anaconda, okay? There you go. That's all I got to say. Oh, the other the other option is is going back to to South Africa and Namibia and doing um just, just ain't going anywhere. Taking that that tent in the back of the truck and just driving it, and wherever you stop, I, I ain't stop. going anywhere. It would be good. I'm telling you, it would be good. I, I do have one other question. This is you. not current events. Well, it's going to be current events at, at some point as soon as we get there. Probably uh, recording from a satellite phone. It'd be great. Did you just get your nails and toes done by any chance? Yeah. Why does that? Matter? Where? Where did this happen? What town? In Crockett. I, and I'm aware that you've done this for many years, I assume in Crockett. And a lot of times when I call you, you are, this is happening. I had this, I had this vision that you have to be, you I'm, I'm, and I have not, I maybe have driven through Crockett, but that's about all at at the best. I'm not even sure I've done that, but I call it kind of small town, Texas, maybe a touch redneck. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to venture to guess. racist than redneck, but. Okay. That you would be the only biological male going to that nail place to get your nails and toes done. No, Daddy James goes and gets pedicures and manicures, and so all of those rich Not white the men. Pedicures, I mean, the paint stuff. They don't get they get pedicures and manicures. They don't get paint on them, but they get all those rich old white people do. <laughs> Got it. And you tell me that whole town's full of rich old white people. That's it. They are. That is exactly what it is. So who's going to get all that money when they're gone? I don't know. I don't know those people. I don't care to know them. Hmm. You I, should I, have Sheree on your own podcast and ask her about it. She can probably tell you it all. We why don't we bring Sheree on? Because I'm not going to be on here with that crazy. Oh woman. come on. Uh-huh. She'd be all right. Do you have any? I don't. Events I don't. At all? I don't have anything. I mean, there we talked about the New Hampshire things. We talked about the general. I have not watched any more news. I don't. I don't know what else. Oh, the only other thing I, I hear a little bit about. Virus X out of China. I think you're going to start hearing more about that. And, and, and I, you know that I tend to overreact. But if China has, and I'm, I'm, I have no reason to think they don't, a COVID-like virus that is lethal, I worry that their lab protocols aren't in check well enough to keep it contained. And I do worry that if it gets in the hands of somebody crazy, this is, this is worse than all the nuclear weapons, all of everything that's ever happened put together and at this point there's there's still minimal talk about it you're not going to talk about carrie lakes getting bribed to not run for senate no i'm unaware you 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 just i told you i haven't watched any news none so tape came out today 
and the Arizona GOP chairman, she's recording him and he doesn't know it, is offering her money and like board appointments and all this other stuff if she won't run for Senate in Arizona and she tells him no. And now is he running against her, wanted to run against her, or what was it? No, he just didn't want her to run. Got it. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to get your opinion. Who but politics are not corrupt. So who do you believe? And and we hadn't talked about this. Who do you believe Trump will designate as his running mate? I don't. I don't. I have no idea. And he says he thinks he knows. He says it's but obvious. He doesn't. Right. That means a Tucker. Oh Jesus Christ! Tucker is his biggest fan. Uh huh. Okay. Wouldn't that be great if they could no. get if they could get elected? Oh my God! You make my head hurt. <laughs> That's all I have for current events. That's it. That's all I've got. What, okay. what do you have for BTRJLA? Oh my Lord! Uh, so I am going to announce the national top 10 hog exhibitors for 2023 the finals in first place and the champion was avery layton from oregon with 630 points reserve champion was hunter stevens of arizona with 504 points third place was parker johnson of indiana with 499 points fourth place was colt Mello of California with 454 points. Fifth place was Dadley, Dallas Headley of Oregon with 453 points. Sixth place was Carson Mendoza from California with 442 points. Seventh place was Roxanne Coates of Arizona, 423 points. Eighth place, Zane Downey, Montana, 423 points. Ninth place, Carson Ostrander, Oregon, 412 points. And 10th place, Luke Mello of California with 411 points. Avery Layton, who was the overall champion, was the national junior hog champion. Hunter Stevens was the senior hog champion. Colt Mello was the intermediate hog champion. And Alex Mendoza was the novice hog champion. So congratulations to all our national winners in the BTRLA, BTRJLA uh, in the hog division for 2023. Congratulations. That's great. All good. Do you have a national sponsor you'd like to mention? No, not yet. I can talk about that. I would like to say thank you to show fresh H2O for their continued support of the junior livestock industry. This is simple, a good product sold by good people that are not pushing snake oil for a profit. And it's made in the USA. Keep your show stock show stock drinking when on the road with show fresh H2O available at a, your local farm stores, show supply trailers, and swampfox.com. Mm-hmm. I have a title. <laughs> yes, I know. I gave it to you. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to understand what, what it means, but I like it. Do you hear? What then, I you can, then you can come up with your own damn title. I, I, no, I have no title. I have no title. Do you hear what uh-huh. I hear? Mm-hmm. Like on the campaign trail, or what are we talking about here? No. This is all about people need to pay attention and listen to the judge. And Dale is going to take the complete opposite stance on all this for all the obvious reasons. But I have been at a show for, I don't even know what day in January this is, but I have been at a show almost every single... The 24th is where we're at. Okay, I, I have been home one day since like the 27th of December and all of those days have been at a show or going to a show or all this other stuff, judging a show. And I, I cannot explain to you, lovely listeners, the number of people that have come up to me and said, hey, what, what did the judge say about so-and-so? Or did you hear what? so-and-so said about the champion, yada, 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 all this other stuff. Nobody listens, <laughs> I have decided. Maybe they, were, maybe they were distracted or talking to somebody else or moving a calf. or There's a lot of reasons they could have. Uh-huh. Well, do, you, then, do you tell them then what the judge said? Yes. Okay, so why they don't need to listen. They can just ask you. No, they need to listen for them because I'm not going to be at every show. 
What good is it going to do to listen? What What are you looking for? What I do think you there's no, I think there's lots of things, reasons why you need to listen. And for, first and foremost is so you don't have to go up and ask somebody. And I, I do That's th- I, I do think you're right. Not many people are listening. And okay, if you, if you're not going to listen, then don't ask anybody. That's annoying. I'm just telling you, it's annoying. But you need to listen for way more than reasons that. A lot of times, even though they may not do it intentionally, it just happens. You can pick up on subtleties about what type of feel they want. Uh, you know, what is more important to them in terms of uh, prioritizing how they place things. There, there, There's a world of information there, whether intentional or not intentional, that you can help you if it can't help you at this time when you show to that person, it can help you the next time that you show to that person. And we've been on here a lot and we have told you, especially at these big major shows that once they get in that rotation, they're there till they die. So you need to pay attention. I can agree with those things. And I think most people that are, that are trying to get one ready to go in the ring are going to go listen to that first class or two if they have one later in the day. But you're right. Once the show is, is, is fully in progress, that there's, there's a large portion of the people that probably aren't listening. But at the same time, there's a lot of people in the audience that may not understand judges that are using terminology that maybe everyone in the audience doesn't understand. And that can account for some of it. But the, the bulk of them, are livestock people that are there showing livestock. And, and you're right. They, they don't always listen. I, I will go listen to find out what I need to hear to better prepare that animal to go in later. And, and you, you hit on some of those things, whether it's Phil or a certain type of presentation that they prefer all of those things. And I think that's, that's just common sense. And I can't imagine that there's, there's many people that won't at least listen to pick up on those things. Well, I, I'm just telling you, I I think this is something that needs to be addressed because, like I said, there are a lot of different things that if you pay attention and open your ears that will come out that will give you little helpful hints towards doing the best you can under that judge. And a lot of it is Phil. Uh, I mean, a lot. I, I have heard judges and I have said... This one is too full. This one is not full enough. All this other stuff. And like, you can go through and gauge. Some people, I mean, some people, unless they're bloated, they're not full enough. I mean, that's just, they they want them that full. Other people do not. But if you listen, when someone come, when a judge comments on the fill of an animal, it's normally going to be towards the negative. They're going to say, this one is too empty. This one is too full. So when you hear that, you tune in and you look at that animal and then you gauge where you need to be accordingly. Um, also, there is, in we have talked about this on this, or I have on this podcast, there's a lot of times that throughout the day, the judge will comment on how an animal is clip or fit. If you're not listening, then you're not going to hear that. Uh, I will use me as an example. When they come in with the plaster of Paris hind legs and sheep and goats and cattle, I'm going to call you out and tell you I don't like it. Does not mean you can't win the class. Does not mean you can't win the show. But I am still going to tell you I don't like it. And if I have told you that I don't like it and it looks like shit, which I would never say that word on the mic, but um, and you don't take it off before the grand drive, or when you come back in division, that is not going to help you. But there's, and it's not just about twine or flanks or tail heads or anything like that. There's a lot of times that someone's like, you know, well, in like in hogs, they left, they, they took this one too tight. They took Harry, all these things. There's all of this stuff that judges don't even know that they're saying. They're just making comments about an animal because a lot of times they're not intentionally doing it to give people that are listening hints, but it happens. And so you, 
you need to pay attention because you could go back and adjust and change things that gives you an advantage. But if you're not listening, it ain't going to work. And don't come ask me because I'm not going to tell you if I'm showing against you. I think some people will listen when he's describing class winners or division winners or she uh, for the sole purpose of trying to predict who's going to win the show. No, they don't do a very good job with that either. <laughs> if you're there, they can ask you. So you're, you're getting an unbiased. You're view. not taking this very seriously, sir. I'm t- I I'm- agree with everything you're saying. I absolutely agree. I think there's times, and I, I've said this many, many times, that especially younger early or a showman that haven't been showing for very many years or first or second year showman and a showmanship judge tells them to do something or not to do something that's crazy for whatever reason. And then they're the only one that wants it done that way. All of a sudden that sticks in that child's memory in the next two or three years, they do the same thing, even though the next judge and the next judge may not completely agree with that. So I, I caution people sometimes that, when they're told to do something by a judge that maybe they don't have the most respect for or unsure about, be careful because especially, and this relates more to showmanship, everybody wants something different. Nobody wants exactly the same thing. There's basics that we need to cover and I think are going to be universal, but be careful when it gets down to those those nitpicky things that just because I like it a certain way certainly doesn't mean that Ryan or the next person's going to, even if we make a comment about that. And I, I do agree that there's there's sometimes people aren't paying attention to the judge, and I'm sure it frustrates you, but I think that's part of it. If no, this they, is not about when I'm judging. No, I'm this not no, I'm not saying when you're judging, I'm just saying in general. If they're not competitive enough to figure out they probably should listen and try to clue in, they deserve to get beat. That's where I'm at on it. I, that's why it's it's very simple for me. And then also I take a little bit of issue with what you just said there, sir. Because you said, well, on the, if it's not somebody you respect or somebody, but then you don't do it or don't pay well, attention, don't, don't every listen. Every person you show to in showmanship is gonna gonna give you guidance that the rest of the people you show to is gonna be exactly the same. It just doesn't. Well, work. I agree with that, but I think every show we, I mean, I don't in showmanship or anything else. I don't like them the same as everybody else. But if you're gonna come show to me. You better show the way I want you to show yes. if you want to win showmanship. Absolutely. And if they and then you, if you don't like the way you do it, then just take it, uh, go back to your old way the next time. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. You, yeah, darn sure. If you get the same judge again, you adapt. But be careful if you have something that's a little bit different that you change for a specific judge. Don't assume the next one wants it that way. So just use some common sense and adjust. But heck yeah, if, if Ryan's coming back and you showed to him last year and he says. Don't do the Statue of Liberty or don't push a lamb's top down. I, I strongly suggest you probably don't do that. Yeah. And I, I also, in I do think also in this topic on listening to the judge or do you hear what I hear, I, I know that I am different than most people, but I will say all the time, like if something's fit the way I don't want it to be, or if something is distracting in terms of a fit job or showmanship or all this other stuff, I will word it in a nice way and say, other than the plaster of Paris legs, I'm not nice about that. I just say it looks bad and it needs to come Do off. Do you call them plaster <laughs> of Paris? I have before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, other things like I have said on a sheet before, and this is a good example of this. I was judging a show and they had left a lot of wool in that sheep's flank. And I said, I know that they've left a lot of wool down here to try to make an optical illusion, whatever. I said, it's not fooling me. And I think it detracts from the lines and balance of that animal, but still it's so good here, 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 whatever. Obvious winner, yada, yada. They come back in the grand drive and that is gone. And what happened? They won. Not only because they had the best shape, but they listened. And I commented that they listened. And so when a judge gives you constructive criticism over the mic and then you ignore it, that is not going to bode well for you. So if you're not listening, you're not going to hear it. And you may not be directly trying to not, you know, 
follow what the judge says, but if they say something about need to do this different and showing and whatever, all this other stuff, the other day at a hog show, little boy does a good job, but he was just pounding on this Duroc's head and hog couldn't get out and go. And so I said on the mic, I said, I think this hog is actually pretty good structured. So if we just ease up on that head a little bit, little guy, when we come back, I think he'll get out to get to go where he needs to. And everybody can see that he's actually really good structured. When a judge gives you hints like that, you need to pay attention. And if no one's listening, you're not going to. I agree completely with those things. That all ties into that. If you're, if you're competitive and you're Nate and you're just at any level, you're, you sure would think that you're going to pay attention to those things. I can't imagine that maybe the, the person showing is a little bit nervous or something. So they're not hearing what that is. They're thinking about trying to get their animal out of the ring or, or whatever. I can't imagine they wouldn't listen what they're saying about their specific animal. I think that if they're in the crowd, I get it. They're not listening to everything they say about each animal other than you, of course, in the crowd. But when it's, when it's your animal, I can't imagine some, especially if you're in contention to win a class and going back for division or division to grand, I just can't imagine somebody not listening to try to pick up if there's anything they need to do differently. It has to be done. That, that should be an automatic. So I, I agree with you. See, I will tell you that you are wrong. And this is part of the reason. How, how is this possible? Because I'm t- I have given you examples and you didn't listen to me privately and I can't give the same examples on here because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But just don't use just don't then. use the names. It's okay. I don't even know these people's names, but if they're listening, they're going to know it's them, and I don't want to embarrass those people. But um, for for instance, like in sheep and goats, if it, would you not agree, Dale, that in terms of sheep and goats, the person that is the owner exhibitor of that thing is going to be able to drive that animal way better than anybody else most of the time absolutely okay so then when if you do well and you have several of them out there and you have to go get somebody else to show your sheep and goat that that animal's not going to brace not going to stand not going to show nearly as well for somebody they don't know as the person that has shown it do you agree with that most of the time most of the time there's there's exceptions to everything so do you not think if you have several of them out there, you need to make sure that you're on the right one, the one the judge likes the best? I would agree with that completely. Okay, well, it doesn't happen. It does not happen. I cannot tell you. Maybe you did not make many... it clear enough. Oh, don't even go there with me. <laughs> I've gone out I've gone out and, and actually not on the microphone and just when I'm walking through or saying something to the kids that, hey, this is probably the one you need to bring back in. And. I, I have said that too before, but like I will give one example. This person kept coming in, doing well, winning classes, whatever. And I was like, but compared to the one that you showed, whatever, this one's not as good. When you're comparing one to the other ones that you're doing well with and telling them not as good, you need to be on the one that you're getting compared to. Good point. I'm just saying. Very, very good point. There are judges, not just me, other ones that are trying to give people helpful information and tips because they either think that's the best one in the breed or they like that one really well. And this can maybe put you over the edge and all this other stuff. And y'all can get rude and say, y'all aren't listening. Y'all aren't. I'm telling you, I can't tell you the number of people that have come up and asked me something about what was said, what was that in this year, in these 24 days of 2024, and we were all standing at the same ring together at the same time. You, you're not listening, and you need to. Because, and I am not going to tell you that every judge is incredibly intelligent or that every judge is right or that every judge is wrong. It is just an opinion. But if you want to do the very best you can under that judge, and their opinion that day, you better damn sure take what's coming out of their mouth and listen to it and try to apply it the best way that you possibly can. And there is so much out there, even though Dale's not taking this very seriously, that can help you. And y'all just 
literally turning your nose up to it. <laughs> and I don't understand it. I, I think some of them may be stubborn and they don't want to change, but if they want to do the best they can under that judge, it's, it is, it is very clear that you need to, to follow their guidance if they make a suggestion in whatever manner. Yeah. And, and then, you know, like we said, you don't have to thank this person's Einstein, but if you three months later, six months later, if you're showing to that same person, you don't have to go show to that same person again. If you didn't think they did a good job or you think number of things, but if you choose to go show to that same person again and you didn't listen or maybe you did listen and just like, screw it, I'm going to do it the way I want to, then you are an idiot. (laughs) Just not going to get along very well. Yeah, you're just dumb. If you're not going to adapt, just don't bother going is, is how I would look at it. And I, and I understand maybe you don't want to adapt. Maybe you don't agree with it, but then don't, then waste, don't go back yeah, to that judge. Don't waste your time with it. Don't don't go back to that person. Go to some other show with somebody else judging. But and I don't understand. But uh, I, I. What do you what do you I, think about them listening when a judge makes a comment that? Maybe we need to feed this one a little bit harder or something like that, that uh, something regarding that, management later on or when they get back. And it, I, I can't tell you how many times I'll say this one needs more days on feed to be competitive or this one's too green or all this other stuff. And if you don't under, if there was something about management and you don't understand what was said, Walk up to that judge and have them explain it to him because some I've had that happen a lot. But I, I think that you should definitely take it into consideration because there's not going to be a whole lot of times, in my opinion, that judges are going to go out there on that limb and talk about the management of an animal unless it is something that severely needs to be changed, whether they're too fat, they're too thin, etc. Because then that that seems to me as borderline insulting to that family that's worked hard when you say, you know, this one's too fat, this one's not far enough, all those other things. So when a judge says that, they really mean that it needs to be looked into because they don't ever, I don't think any judge goes out there in the intentions of hurting anyone's feelings or in embarrassing a family or an exhibitor. And when you get to the critique on, the management, that's a direct reflection on that exhibitor or that family. So when those things come up, they need to be taken seriously. At least put that in consideration and go back home and say, hey, where are we? Do we need to adjust? And and I think you're right. They're saying it for a reason. They, they believe that. So at least take into consideration what they're they're saying and, and use that as, as a tool in making your decision on what direction to go. And then another point on this topic or whatever and I have talked about this on here I don't know what how this came up or something but there is a new trend and the new trend is is at some point child will come up and say what can I do to make my animal better and I mean it's gotten to the point like I can remember to show that I just just recently were standing there at the backdrop and person came up and asked me, an exhibitor came up and asked me, what can I do to, you know, make my animal better? And I explained what I said on the mic and all this other stuff. And so this adult that was standing there said, don't you just love it when, and this person judges and don't you just love it when they come up and ask that when you've already said it once. And I just kind of laughed it off or whatever, but uh, so if somebody is listening out there to what the judge says about your animal, and you should always listen. I don't think you have to listen like me to every animal, but if you're listening about yours, if you don't understand, I completely get coming back up there and saying, but you know, you should at least say, this is what you said about my animal. What can I do to fix it? Not just, how do I fix my animal? Because then a judge can take it as, well, you didn't listen to me when I talked to it in class, so why does it matter? I oftentimes, 
<clears throat> when I ask that question, it's a situation where the, it can't be fixed. It may be a, a structural issue or just well, something that, that doesn't work. You're, we're no no well, matter and, what you do, it is not going to improve. And that was the other side of it. If you have been placed fairly far down in the class and the judge comments on the structure of that animal and you come up and say, how can I fix my animal? And they said that there was a structural flaw in your animal. You're going to get one of two things. They're going to make up some bullshit to make you feel better. Or it's going to be like me. You're putting me in a very bad position where I'm going to feel terrible because I'm going to tell you the truth and says, honey, that one is too straight fronted or bad pastor or whatever. And there's just no way to fix it. And then I'm going to feel like shit and you're going to feel like shit because there's just no way to fix those things. So if they did comment on the structure of your animal, might reconsider going up there and asking about it. I'm not saying you can't, but it, it, it's probably not going to end well, I guess, is what I should say. I think most judges will make something up and, and just move on. They're not going to be as honest, maybe, as, and as they should, probably should be. Well, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that that's not happening, but either way, if they're honest or they make something up, nothing good's going to come out of that conversation is the point that I'm trying to get across. And if they were listening when you talked to them the first time, they would. this wouldn't be necessary. Then you're. Then nobody's in that situation. Again, if if it's a structural issue, I just probably leave it where it is. But it, and I don't mind that trend of people coming up and asking. But I I can get where a lot of judges can be put off by that. I don't think they should, but I can understand where a lot of judges get put off by that because they think that they've already done this once. So why should they have to do it again? I do not get put off by it at all. The only time that I, I am uncomfortable is just the situation that I said, when it's a structural issue and there's absolutely nothing that I can tell this child that can make it better. Or if it's and just so, or if just a bad animal genetically, that right. no matter what you do, you, you, you're not going to make that animal that much heavier muscled or that much better balanced or right. that show ring appeal that it needs. We, we just can't change those things. And unfortunately, more times than not, other than making them a little bit leaner, make them a little bit fatter, a little fuller, a little less full. I mean, there's, there's just a few things that maybe we can recommend that you do change from a management standpoint. And there's a lot of things that it just, uh, it, it just, the animal is what the animal is. And, you know, talking about this, I, I've got a funny story. And so I was judging county fair and this was probably last summer. It wasn't this summer. It wasn't this last, it was probably over a year and a half ago anyway. Judging county fair and, um, uh, this lady comes up after the show and she's very nice and they did really well. They weren't great in reserve, but they did very, very well. And, uh, she said, I, I know we were close. What was, what was the deciding factor? I said, well, I just thought that the other two were just a little better in terms of lines and balance and structure. I said, yours pops that one pastor every third or fourth step. And I said, that that was kind of the deal breaker on it for me. And so I knew I clipped this one too tight. <laughs> I said, what? And she's like, I clipped him too tight. I said, no, it was the pastor. And so we went on for five minutes and I'm standing there and she's just beating herself up because she thinks she lost. Her kid lost because they clipped the calf too tight. I'm like, I finally said, I don't know how many more times I can tell you. It was because your show side pastor popped every third step. But if you wouldn't believe it's because you clipped them too tight, you go right ahead. Possibly because like, the ones that beat her weren't clipped as tight. So that's what's in her head. I was just like, holy hell. And <laughs> I mean, so it is one. And I guess the moral of this story is. It is one thing to not listen to the judge when they're critiquing you on the mic, but if you are coming up to the judge and asking them, what can I do better or 
why did what you know anything and they tell you something probably not a good idea to argue with them just gonna put that out. unless it's ryan judging the show and i strongly encourage that there you go and he likes he likes a lot of talk at the backdrop he appreciates just staying there and visiting i'm just saying if you're gonna go up to the judge afterwards and like ask questions. I mean, like there are people that come up and are mad. And if you just want to be mad and yell and scream, that's one thing. But if you're going to come up and ask questions on what probably don't argue with the judge when they're telling you, answering your question, probably don't argue with them. It doesn't go over well. Oh my, you may judge them again, even. That's kind of the point of the story, Dale. Like, probably going to see this person again. Not everybody judges 55 county shows a year and then goes back and does it again. And what have we always said? If you get in at one of those state fairs majors, you're in till you die. (laughs) Got it. You're the first. You say that more than I do. I, I agree. What it does, it does, it does happen. So yeah, I don't. I just, I just don't. I, I know you have these stories and you run into these things, and it, and and I believe that those stories are true, but I, I just can't imagine that somebody that's going to be competitive isn't going to be a little more open minded and already already listening. I guess. I am just. It, it, I'm not. I'm not going to fight this with you. I, I. I'm. But I am telling you, I really, truly believe that everybody that listens to this podcast can benefit from listening to the judge more than they are right now. And that's where I'm going to leave this. I, I agree with that. Dale disagrees. No. Do you know how you know how this is going to turn out? I can tell you. Are you ready? Do you remember? Remember how many times have we preached it to kids to go up and work, watch that first class or two? Uh, it, it, it's not gonna work, <laughs> but we've never had this topic. And maybe okay, this one will so, work. Maybe it will. Let's be optimistic. So, okay, so if you don't, if this is like go to the ring and watch class, and y'all can't do that, you can't listen to the judge. Okay, here's the next thing: don't call, don't snap, or don't come up to me and ask me what the hell the judge says because y'all know I'm listening because I get annoyed. Okay, don't do not do it. Unless your name is Callie and she won't do it because she listens. Don't come up and ask me those things. Do not. Oh, and I do have another funny story about the, the going up and watching the first class. I was judging the county show just other week. And uh, this little girl uh, comes up and she's, I mean, first year, first county fair, you can tell. And... Her dad walks up there with her, and I'm doing, I, I think, sheep and goats the next day. And he's like, well, you've got a question. Ask Mr. Rash. And she's all embarrassed and tongue-tied, and all of a sudden, she can't get it out. Anyway, long story short, he says, what she wanted, she listens to your podcast. I said, that's good. Just don't listen to Dale, and you'll be fine. And um, she said, he said, she's in class one tomorrow, so she can't watch the first class. What are we supposed to do? And I said, you know what? This is perfect. I said, I'm going to show you exactly what you're going to do. And so I showed her how we were going to bring them in and where they were going to go and all this other stuff. I said, sweetheart, even though your daddy had to get it out for you, you did exactly what you were supposed to do if you were the first class. I said, most days you would come up the morning before, the morning of the show and ask, but since I was here already, this is what you do. So for all you people that send me the hate mail, what do you do if you're in the first class? That's what you do. That's you go good. up to them before and ask. That is good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, and then don't come ask me about what a judge said on the microphone when I'm there. Don't do it. I, I'm 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 over it. No I, one asked me again. I cannot wait the next time we're at the show together. I can't wait. I will literally beat you <laughs> over the head. It'll probably be like San Antonio, maybe. Yeah, and I when y'all see Dale get chunked out of the stands and his. <laughs> $15,000 camera well, busted. I know, Y'all that, won't know. I know that you're listening to every single comment on every single animal. So why would I not ask you if I, if there was one in there, I was curious. Because what they thought. you have ears. I was probably, I, only have I one, was, damn it. I was probably busy when he was talking about that one. I only have one ear. One, okay. One. Well, like one and a 10th. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I know you don't think I took this seriously. I did. I do. I just, 
Yeah. Hopefully that they get the <laughs> Say, point. Yeah, that, that, that's your answer. <laughs> that's your final. Yeah. I think it's time for question and answer. What do you think? And we do have several inquiries about a sponsor for that. So next week, I believe we will have a sponsor for question and answer that, that will be donating basically to the BTR JLA. And you asked about BTR JLA sponsors earlier. The reason I don't, I need sponsors. So if you want a podcast ad and you want a sponsor, come at them. I, I have Old Wood Limited. I have McGrew Equipment. I have Groundstone Equipment. I have Showman App. The problem is none of those people have got me their what they want read off for this year yet on their podcast. Got ads. it. Well, just but, what about uh, Showcoat? You can wing that one. That's easy. Showcoat hasn't ponied up this year. Oh, no. I shouldn't Not mention yet. it then. They're good. They will. It's all good. Okay, the first question comes from Adam. This one was interesting, I thought, anyway. In the livestock community around the world, why do we see such differences in what are considered good animals, specifically cattle? In other countries, such as England and Australia, but places like Argentina and South America, countries are more similar to what is selected here. Is it availability to genetics, or do they just desire different traits? Or do you think it's something else? Dale would be better at answering this question than I am because he's been to many more countries than I have. But in terms of looking, I mean, I've been to probably as many countries in, but when I went on those vacations, we weren't allowed to go look at animals. So the crazy um, one would not allow it. No, no, no. There was nothing <laughs> animal at all. <laughs> um, but I think that this person has probably hit a little bit on the head in terms of the fact I think the genetics are probably not as available, but more importantly, I think for what their country is, their environment, their situation, they need different animals than what we do. But you're the expert on this, so I'm going to let you No, I think that that, that was good. I, and and I, I think you can go to, to various different countries, and, and Europe is going to be kind of on the same path for the most part from country to country. But I can give an example that, Feed costs have been considerably higher in Europe than they have here in the U.S. for a very long time. So feed efficiency is the utmost importance. When you go over there, any livestock producer is as knowledgeable about feed rations and what they need to use in terms of making it cheaper with byproducts and so forth. Incredible knowledge there because they're forced to. If they're not that knowledgeable and that efficient with how they're feeding these these animals, they're not going to stay in business. And with that said, leaner animals are significantly more feed efficient than animals that put on fat, about four times as much feed to put on a pound of fat as a pound of muscle. And in Europe, there are very muscular animals. Some are left intact because that, that helps with their efficiencies and keeps them lean, all those things. And they can get away with that because their population that consumes that meat, and, and I go over there and try to eat a steak, and it, it's just terrible. I can't, I can't do it. It's, it's just different. But if that's what you've grown up to with and are habituated to, you're, you're okay with it. And I think a lot of their meats are going into, into sausage and processed products that can be seasoned and, and so forth. So, so just a lean, really muscular animal. But Ryan, I, I, I probably get them on my Facebook feed and Instagram more than you because I click on the darn things. But I get a lot of European cattle come across that, that are all just muscular as can be. And, and we would call them just too hard doing, probably not sound enough but really lean, really muscular. So there, there is that, and, and that's just their economics dictates that. Their populace is used to it, and that's just the direction they're going. I think he made mention to countries like Argentina. I don't think they're on the exact same path that we are, but, but maybe a little more similar. Um, the same with, with Australia. Every environment's going to require something different. Every end product with what the consumer expects or is used to is, is a little bit different. So there, there are, I don't think it's a limitation at this point in terms of genetics. Um, for the most part, they have access to a lot of different genetics from a lot of different countries, maybe not easy to get it from point A to B, but it, but it can be done. And shockingly, our genetics seem to have infiltrated very heavily into South America, very heavily into into Australia, maybe not as much in, into Europe because it is vastly different. So I, that, I, I, I appreciate that question. And it's, and it's, you can even apply it right here in our cattle industry in the United States. Something that's going to work in South Texas probably is not the same animal that's going to work in North Dakota. We have to realize sometimes in the stock show industry, we try to make one animal. Here's our ideal. 
But guess what? That animal's only going to work in certain parts of the country, and it, it just is what it is. So there is no one ideal, I guess, is where I'm at. But that was a really interesting question, and one we haven't had anything like. Yeah, no, I, that one came across, and it really hit me hard. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Brian gives us the next question. Oh, this is all you, Ryan. I'm, I'm not uh, even commenting. I'm just going to the, the third question after you're done answering. This is a question some would not feel comfortable addressing. How is it all of a sudden a person gets on the national board, either they themselves or a family member becomes one of the best judges in the nation and circulates through all the big shows, even if they've never really judged before? Mm, well, real simple. Because that family member was in the board meeting and said, by God, my cousin Joey's judging and y'all going to get the hell over it. <laughs> it happens in every breed, in every species, in every everything, and it sucks. Is that good enough for you? That, yeah, that pretty well. That, no, it, it, that's what they do. No, they I, I agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit. I, I, I just shouldn't, but I'm going to. There are some breed associations across species that their their board has a lot more control over who's judging and who's not than others. But there is a lot of political clout that comes with being on the board on, on some of the associations. It just it is what it is. It's been that way for a very long time, and I don't know that it's going to change. No, and when those boards decide who the judges are. This is when shit like this happens, and it's it's wrong, yeah, so wrong. But Brian, good good question, Brian. I appreciate you just just addressing it as it is, and that's 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 our purpose. The next one comes from James. As of maybe maybe it's Daddy James. You think he's submitting questions? No, I don't think so. As of recently, I've seen many more pictures floating around social media of some really impressive, clubby-looking Highland cattle. Didn't you find one out east somewhere that was pretty cool-looking? Nah, I I used one. I wouldn't say she was clubby. Got it. It also feels like I'm starting to see a few more of the club calf breeders starting to dip their toe in the water. Do you think a trend is about to take off in the junior jackpot world? Many young fitters and juniors I cross paths with get pretty excited about the hair coats on the Highland cattle. With both of your unique experiences and knowledge in this industry, I'd love to hear what you think about to see this trend take off, or will this trend take off? I do not think it will take off. And I I, I know what this gentleman is talking about. Uh, the Highlands are getting a lot of attention because there are some club calf breeders that are putting them out there more on social media and all this stuff. The reason it's not going to take off, and I'm going to tell you why, because that is, it, to get one like that, it takes about three times as much work as it does a regular calf. And I want you, there ain't going to be many people in this world that are going to sign up for three times the work. That's just the truth. And I think by the time you get that kind of hair that they're obviously trying to get, you've, you've, you've lost a lot of the other positive traits. It just, it just is what it is. It's hard. I would simply assign Chase the, the project that isolate that hair gene and we will insert it into club calves. I don't know if you, you've never studied a Highlands hair, have you? Mm, I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen them in the native country even. I don't, I, I don't think, think we can, that's I know, I don't, be good I know, club I, calf hair. I don't think it's going to go that far. No, but. I think that's the point they're getting at is that they can we capitalize on that hair is what I I assume. oh I thought he was I I'm, I completely misunderstood the question because I thought he was oh, this person think? was asking are Highlands going to become more popular because these club calf guys ah, are see, I, you might be right and breeding them I I took it totally wrong that they're trying to incorporate some of the hair genetics into the club calves I well, don't see, know I you think have, you're now right you have two answers yeah I think I think your interpretation is correct I I went uh, I don't know I jumped at a conclusion going just the other direction well very good Ryan now, well, now I you have two answers I appreciate I don't know it. which one he wanted yeah. but now you have two yeah, answers James you've got two and it might be Daddy James you can talk to him about that here tonight. I don't think he would ever submit a question. They don't listen. I don't try to tell you this, but you don't, our, uh, you don't believe And me. I apologize. Our Pyrenees Newfoundland guard dog is, is barking quite a bit in the background. So it, it keeps it kind of real. The coyotes must be out tonight. But with that, Ryan, thank you. 
good episode. I hope everybody out there stays safe until next week. Y'all come back now, you hear? 